And welcome to the Death and Betrayal Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5. With me on deck today is uh, the usual, Craig. How you doing, Craig? Pretty good. How about you? I'm living the dream. It's, uh, <laughs> got a four-day weekend here, which is nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Off again tomorrow, but nice. my dog wakes me up every morning at 6.45, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can go back to sleep. Uh, I can't. Uh, oh, so once you're up, you're up? But I mean, it's fine because I get up at like six six thirty on a okay. normal day anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. My hand is healing up really nicely. I was actually able to start painting again. So I was able to get a little bit of work done on my horse that I've been painting for. Like a year and a half. <laughs> um, but that's hobby talk. But yeah, other than that, like it's Easter weekend. Went to my mother-in-law's for dinner tonight and that was really good. And, you know, just chilling now and wife's upstairs playing Elden Ring and I'm just chilling talking to you. Nice. How about uh, you? Well, I haven't played Elden Ring in forever, so uh, I'm scared to go back to it. Uh, Fair enough. Because uh, I'm just worried i'm gonna be like so out of practice uh so no i i I get it i went back to it after not playing it for a while after my hand and it's uh you gotta get back into it you gotta get that learning curve back Mm -hmm. Uh, i did get my playstation hooked up though um i uh i ended up buying a new tv Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which is so nice my tv was such garbage (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I got uh, and and I got a real sweetheart deal on it, so I felt good about it. Because for years I've been like, oh, I need a new TV. Like my yeah. my TV was from like 2010 or 2011. Yeah, yeah. It's an LG it has like a blown speaker in it, <laughs> uh, and I've had it for years. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, and it's but that blown speaker has been blown for like at least five years. Oh, so it's it's been blown. If for not a while. long, actually, you know what? It's been longer than that. I think it blew when I still lived by myself. So that's like sometime in 2015. It probably blew. Holy crap! <laughs> and I've just so yeah. six seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Because um, every time I would go to like buy a TV, I just wouldn't want to pay the money on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were on special, and actually, I was. Uh, after you helped me with the dump, I um, yeah. I went to go meet Armin, and then uh, and then I was telling him, yeah, I'm gonna go buy a TV after this because they're on sale at Best Buy. And he's like, well, that's stupid. Why don't you buy a TV at Costco? I'm like, it's always a better price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't have a Costco membership, so I don't go to Costco. And he was like, fucking down your beer. We're like, let's just go. Right <laughs> that's um, so fucking awesome. <laughs> so I crushed my beer, and then we went to Costco, and uh, and we walked in. They had two Sony TVs, which I would rather have because I was yeah. gonna go buy a Samsung for the sale yep. price and uh and they were one was like on sale for a thousand uh which is a little bit better but i don't know that i'd be able to detect the difference yeah yeah between yeah. that one and the one that i got mm-hmm. um i think the i think that one's like true 120 hertz and this yeah. one's like 60 with like upscaling or something yeah 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 um so it like artificially increases the refresh rate or something yeah, i think yeah. i don't know tv's got fucking crazy scientific <laughs> uh, since I bought one, um, and, uh, and and so I was like, all right, well, I'll save like the because he was like, I don't think you're gonna 
tell the difference between yeah. these like when you get them home and so he's like he's like you know you're gonna save like 110 bucks if you go with this one or whatever so i yeah. said all right i'll get that one so but we couldn't find the box so we asked about the box just to make sure that we could compare the two yeah and she she was like oh and she's, she's looking forward she's like actually i think that's our last one yeah and we we're like oh okay and then she just kind of like walks away and she comes back and she was like hey uh i can sell you the floor model if you want for like 680 dollars Oh, nice. So I got like a 55-inch like 4K Sony Bravia TV for like 700 bucks. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and huh. uh, yeah, so um, I got that. And then I, I didn't even hook it up right away. Like that's how – like I, I got home and I didn't hook it up till the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when I hooked it up, I was like, holy crap. Like yeah. this is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh where was I? I was in Best Buy the other day and I bought Ghost of Tsushima, which I, I had played most of the way through. Yeah. I don't even know how far I played into it. I think I played Act One and I don't know how many acts there are. Okay. Um on PS4. Uh and then I don't know, something else came out. I think Final Fantasy Seven came out. I just Yeah, dropped. just yeah, dropped it like a ton of yeah. bricks. Yeah. Um and uh anyway, so I'd pick that up because that was on sale for like 60 bucks or 65 dollars nice. so i plugged that in and i was like holy crap this looks unbelievable and then uh we watched oh um uh i was like what what should we watch to test this and mm. uh nicole was like let's watch like the ending scene from thor uh so we watched that and that was really good and then we started watching the eternals and that right. looked amazing um on it and now i'm gonna watch like dune probably tomorrow Oh, I wanted yes. to watch it tonight. Um, I've seen it already, but I'm just like, well, is it good? So good? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's a it's an unreal movie. I mean, if you like grimdark, fucking grim industrial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've seen the original politics. Doom way back in the day. Yeah, that's. Uh, you don't have to be under the influence of uh, heavy um, <laughs> wizard drugs to <laughs> enjoy the new one. I mean, you'll still it'll still probably help. Like you'll probably still enjoy that, but, um, but yeah, you don't have to be like under the influence to watch like you do with the original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, I didn't play too much of Ghost of Tsushima, but it looks amazing. And I started it, and then I'm like, oh man, I kind of want to play like Red Dead on this, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I played it on like the small TV and uh, when I was in Waterloo. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, it probably looks so good. Because I remember playing it, because I played it on my TV a little bit. And then when I played it in Waterloo, and the Waterloo TV, which is like a cheap no-name brand, like ProScan TV, yeah, was yeah, miles yeah. ahead of mine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this looks so good. But, it, you know, it's like a 40-inch TV in the room, and it's like on the complete opposite side of the room. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of small sometimes. Um, particularly for like a third-person game like that. So I don't, I don't know. I may... I may put that on hold and play through like Red Dead again. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I'd been playing a lot like uh, when I'm upstairs, just watching the dog or whatever, because Nicole's still kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing like Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On um, Switch, which uh, actually led me to play like my first game of Crisis Protocol with Brady. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was an absolute, an absolute blast. 
Yeah, you yeah. were. Ta- we were when we took that stuff to the dump. We were talking. You we were talking about. It sounds like it was a freaking amazing game. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. Um, like if if you just want like a fairly quick like supplementary game, like that one plays in like an hour and a half too, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you like superheroes or you just want something different, paint like. You know, it's thirty bucks or whatever. You get two superheroes, and they're they're bigger. They're bigger than like the. It's in its own scale. I don't know what scale it is, but like Iron Man's probably one and a half times the size of a regular Space Marine. Okay. Um. Yeah, probably about that. He's like Iron Man's probably about the size of a Primaris Marine, I guess. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, he's not giant by any way shape or form and then venom's like huge man he's like the size of a box knot we're mm. a serastus pattern knight oh wow so he's pretty big yeah, it seems like, like a it... like an adeptus titanicus serastus pattern knight okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay i got you now yeah <laughs> um but yeah yeah solid game solid yeah game. Uh, it sounded like when you we were talking about it, that's for sure yeah um right on well uh on deck we've got or on uh the i'm gonna call it the shipping manifest i don't know (laughs) um anyways we're gonna do some hobby talk the usual uh we got a ton of new stuff we can gush over um and then we'll take a break after that and then we're gonna come back with kind of just like some uh tips on improving your painting um so you know i know we talk a lot about patreon and obviously there's youtube videos that help um, mm-hmm, but they, mm-hmm. they can only go so far usually uh or maybe you don't have the money um to uh support your favorite patreon patreoner i don't know patreon um <laughs> you know whoever it may be or yeah 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 um obviously we've got uh, some preferred some preferred folks um but uh yeah anyways we can talk more about that uh, at that point and then you know usual wrap-up kind of stuff so um anyways yeah you mentioned your hand is doing better you're able to actually uh, start doing some hobbying again yeah i, I uh, was able to get some hobbying in um so i i started painting and doing some more trim on horus um i used my new the way i've been painting heads faces uh with a black base bright tentacle pink after that layered on and then just building up different skin tones um just to give it some depth and i'm really happy with how the skin tones turned out i'm still not the greatest uh painter of regular skin faces but uh, i'm getting better and i'm learning new techniques and that will bring us into our our uh conversation in the second half of the episode so that got me because that I knew it was gonna it was gonna be a nice easy. I only had to paint three heads, because um, again I'm in the process of redoing the Sons of Horus and my new, more skilled painting scheme. Um, so I was just like, ah, three heads shouldn't be okay. I should be able to test my hand, see how it works, and uh, it was really good. Like I had no pain. Um, it wasn't going numb on me anymore. So then I was like, well, I'm gonna do some trim on. On Horus, so I started doing some more gold trim on Horus, and then I was like, "Well, this is still going really well." Then, so I did the eyes of Horus, so all the eyes on him, and so the actual Horus model himself is probably about 75 80 percent done. Um, 
then I have to do the base and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it came along really nicely. So then I was like, well, this is working out really well. So then I was like, well, I've got this, you know, other Praetor model to do. So I started working on the trim on that. And and so I just, I hammered out a couple things, uh, doing some trim here and there. And then my, my kids were like, hey, come play foosball with us. So I went and played foosball with them for a little while and got completely distracted on that. But yeah. So now my hand is getting better, so I have been able to do some hobbying. Um, so are are you like you're sketching out your highlights in the bright tentacle tank, and then like glazing over it, or no? I'm doing it as a base. Like I oh, do a okay, black gotcha. base, and so I then I because I don't do glazing. Um, okay. I just I build up layers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do is I do the black, a private black, do the tentacle pink, and then um barbarian flesh uh then i do a mix of barbarian half and half barbarian flesh and mummy robes this is, this is using army painter colors mm. um my wife got me the the complete army painter uh paint or paint catalog for christmas one year uh, nice. so that's what i have on stock um i have scale 75 i have so many paints they're everywhere all over my desk um but yeah, so then I do a mix of mummy robes and barbarian flesh to really pick out like chin, nose, cheeks, earlobes. Uh, I kind of blend it in on the forehead. Um, and then for like the tip of the nose, the tip of the chin, like the very tip of it, I'll just hit it with a little bit of like 75% um, mummy robe and then with just a little bit of the uh, the barbarian flesh in there and then just get the very tip of it very tip of the top of the earlobe all using a above a light source from above and i think it works out really well i mean it's it's a base for me like i i before i was like basically i paint it black or spray it black paint it some kind of flesh tone give it a wash do a quick dry brush of flesh tone and then call it a day and be like this is good enough so it's just been me learning new techniques on my own um, and not so much on my own, but like taking things I've learned from doing other things and taking things I've learned from other people and incorporating them into my painting style and how I like it. I'm, I'm happy with it. Like they, you can tell there's some depth to the skin and that's the big nice. thing. Like, like, like the, 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 the tentacle pink really in those darker areas, really when it's blended in well with the barbarian flesh, it just gives the skin depth and flaws too. So, like, the skin isn't perfectly uniform one color is, I think, one of the biggest things. So, there you know, some flaws. And the tentacle pink can also come through as, like, a scar, you know, a faded scar kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. and I, you know, using that as my, you know, my, my base darker color, I guess it's a bright color, but it, 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 the barbarian flesh goes over it really nicely and evenly that's another big thing like it goes over it evenly so it's not as it's not blotchy but then like i'll leave around the ears like behind the ear you know some tentacle pink showing back there um and i do do i do still do a wash on it but i water down my my brown like where it's like 90 percent water and 10 percent brown just to really like i guess kind of like a glaze where it kind of blends things in yeah. Um. And yeah, it's been working out really well with for me, and I'm really happy with how the heads are turning out. Um. 
I, I started with one model, was really happy with how it started, and then just did three more after that and was like, okay, cool. For now, this is how I'm going to do heads, but I'm sure, you know, I'll learn a new technique and be able to do faces even better and then a new technique and get them even better. It's just been a learning process over years kind of thing. Yeah, nice. So, right on. And then, yeah, so other than that, uh, was trying, like, I have some really, really old, I bought some uh, breacher squads, Marines, Mark III breacher squads. Mm-hmm. I've got 10 of them, and I bought them ages ago. Like, I've had them sitting, doing nothing for probably four or five years now. And so I was like, I'm going to bring these out. I'm going to actually add them into my Sons of Horus. Why not? You know, I'm going Marine heavy on it. Uh, I have these guys just sitting there. I was looking for something. You just bought a ZM board. Yeah, that too, right? And I thought they'd work really well in the ZM board. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I tried putting them together. Yeah, that's been interesting. I can't seem to like... Because it's we're talking old school where the hand and the bolter are separate, not like not like where they are now, where it's like the bolter and the hand are together, and you glue the hand onto oh, the yeah. arm. Yeah, and yeah. I cannot get it so the boarding shield's far enough away for the magazine of the uh, the bolter to go in there between the between the boarding shield and the hand. Like no matter what I do, so I'm actually thinking I'm going to have to like put some um, putty like bring the arm out a little bit and put some putty to fill the gap because I can't, I can't get that. I can't get that bolter in there. Like it just, it won't fit. And Have you tried using like a Mark four bolter maybe. Uh, do I have, I don't know if I, cause they're all Phobos bolters that come with it. I'm not sure if I yeah. have any, I'd have to look. Uh, I mean, you should have some extras from like when you used combi weapons and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I should. I, I can go looking through them. I, I have a massive bit, like, pile of shame bits bin. I, I could do that. I could try. But, like, like for for instance, um, it comes with, they come with las cutters and a grav gun. Those fit in there just fine because they don't have the, the ammo or the, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the little magazine, yeah. The magazine clip. And that, the magazine clip's the only thing. And I was just like, I was getting so frustrated. I was just like, I got to take a break. I got to walk away from this. I'm getting angry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, my, my plan is still to do it. Uh, I have some plans for the, to make the, uh, the shields look pretty cool. Um, I have, I have a Forge World decal sheet from, or for the Sons of Horus. I was planning on like just really going to town and. I mean, I really love my Sons of Horus. They're slowly but surely turning into my my main army as much as I love my Dark Angels. But, like, I really like painting my Sons of Horus. I like the way they play. They're pretty much my main army right now because I love playing them. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I still love my Dark Angels. Um, my World Eaters, I, they're still there. Um, I'm waiting for the new rules to see what the new rules are going to be like. Cause yeah, no not... point in learning how to use them now. But... yeah. I mean, the Sons of Horus, I'm still going to keep playing them until, I mean. Yeah, well, you know those rules, like, pretty well. Like, yeah, and, and TAC Marines are TAC Marines. Like, that's not changing. I'm assuming it's not changing. It could be changing. Who freaking knows? But I'm assuming it's not going to change. So, I mean, having 10 TAC Marines with bolters and, you know, sergeant is still having 
tactical marines. Like they're not going to get rid of tactical marines. I can't imagine seeing how they're marked. Well, no, six they, um, we got. Uh, I mean, there's in the new stuff. We're going to talk about uh, introducing the all new plastic legion tactical squad. Mm-hmm. So of course they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So that the, it was a guarantee, and plus I decided to do this Sons of Horus revamp before the major announcement. So it was just kind of like I'm pushing through with this. I I, I don't know how the the rules are going to play out, and, and maybe I've wasted a bunch of money, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Like I, I'm going nah, with March Four. Sure I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Nope. No. No. Um. I have a bunch of Mark IV, actually. I, I have two boxes of new new ones yeah. for. Yeah, because I, um, I, I just use the uh, the plastic Mark IVs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, transfer sheets, though, um, I was getting my hobby room situated and reorganized because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. turned half of it into my actual office. Yeah. Um, and I found an OOP. Okay. Blood Ravens. Really, uh, it's got a few few like decals missing off of it, like a few shoulder pad decals missing off of it, but otherwise, crisp. Nice. And a Farsight Enclaves one. Wow. Farsight Enclaves, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like in the bottom of a bin. I don't even remember getting the Blood Ravens one. <laughs> <laughs> like, um. I have no idea where it came from. So I don't know. I might uh, I might sell it. I might like just, I don't know, convert up like a true scale kill team of Blood Ravens for kill team or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool. No no idea. Um, uh, yeah, it was wild. I was like, what the fuck is this? And actually, uh, I found the OOP vehicle, tra- like Imperial vehicle transfer sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the one that has like the wing decals. Oh, um, yeah, shit like that. And then I found like a, the Space Marine vehicle decal sheet, which is like OOP. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the full size Forge World sheets. Uh, That's and fun. both of those are brand new. Uh, I don't remember where I put them. That might be them over there. Uh. No, that's the Legio Solaria sheet. Um, oh, here they are. They're just all in a stack right here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. That's like, that's freaking this? awesome. Um, yeah, Farsight on Clay's transfer sheet. Mm-hmm. Raven Guard, Raven Guard, Cult Mechanicus, Mechanicum Tagmata, Space Wolves, Space Wolves, Alpha Legion. Uh, okay, well, I put it somewhere different. Um, I don't know. Anyways, Still pretty cool. I've got them around here somewhere. But yeah. yeah, I was just like, what the hell? I was like, man, how much is this thing worth? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, not sure where I put that thing. But yeah, I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. Um, so what do you think you're going to use it for? It can't be bent. Uh, well, I mean, the vehicle ones I'll use probably on... Um, imperial vehicles um your solar ox <laughs> yeah yeah and then hint, hint. um uh yeah i'm sure all of those ones will go on that and then 
Um, the Space Marine vehicle one, I don't, I don't know. I may, I may use it. I may not. Hmm. I may sell it to someone who wants it. Cool. Um, I can't remember everything that's on it. I know some of it is like, you know, the chevrons or like the fast attack symbol or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still stuff that existed in the heresy, but. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. See if I use it. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do like an Alpha Legion just with all these like bigger guys since the Alpha Legion was always bigger. Mm hmm. And then just put the wrong markings on all their vehicles. So someone will be like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the fast attack one for sure. And then I'll be like, surprise, it's a tactical Surprise, squad. it's a tactical squad. And then they'll it's be like, choice. oh, this, yeah, this one's just a tactical squad. And it'll be like, surprise, it's headhunters. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, God motherfucker. Yeah, I hate playing this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that, was, uh, that was a good chunk of my hobby progress um i bought like a like a one foot long hobby lamp yeah yeah, so yeah yeah like the the actual light is like a foot long what a game changer holy crap mm. um like I, I always used to use just like this ikea lamp with like a daytime bulb in it and then you always end up like hunching over under the lamp a little bit yeah um with this it, like it illuminates the whole area and like so i was able to set it up and i can actually like sit up properly so i don't become like this hunched old man yeah um but uh the one that i got doesn't come with a um doesn't come with like a base it comes with like a clamp a table clamp yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which sounds fine except um i have like a like a workbench that's built into the wall mm um so what do you, you build the workbench into the wall yeah it's you know you've got like the bracing that runs along the front yeah um so i just tried like clamping it on that but the way that the um resistance works on the lamp to allow you to like change its height and stuff it requires mm -hmm. it to be upright so you can't have it like hanging out like horizontally um and uh so I picked my Ikea lamp back up and I noticed that it has a base and that something slots into the base. So I took the lamp apart and then I was like, oh, this will just fit right in here. Well, almost it's like a millimeter fucking difference or something. Okay. Like, so it just didn't fit in. And uh, I just went and got my power drill and set it to like hammer drill mode and mm. put like a bore in it and then just like drilled it until I was like drilling metal out of the thing. Um, and then yeah, slid it right in, and now it works great. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I built uh, one arena Rex guy, and um, busted out my Titanicus stuff because yeah, I was uh, like, I want to, I want to really focus on this. Yeah, um, I, I got to get on that. And uh, so I had one of them that I had kind of converted, and I was kind of like, eh, like it's cool, but I need something to take it like up to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I put like a purity seal on him. I'm going to put more purity seals on him, but, um, I cut his like dick banner off and put like parchment instead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, um, which I got from, uh, a series of Terminator or tactical squad or whatever kits. Yeah. A couple of command squad kits, I think as well. Mm -hmm. Like just leftover sprues. Um, and, uh, and then I got like some of the, the little like backpack banner things yeah vexillas so i'm gonna add those to it 
Um, and then uh, I'm going to push mold actually a couple of lion's heads, uh, shoulder pads from the Age of Sigmar yeah, guys yeah. that I got for the Thunder Warriors because I don't really need their arms. Um, and so the female arm is a little bit smaller and it fits perfectly as like one of the little um, shoulder heraldry shields. Mm-mm-mm. on the knights which is perfect because the legio sinister or the ordo sinister um has like a snarling lion's head as its main thing so now i don't have to like try to come up with some non heraldry i can just yeah. replace all of those shields with these little like lion heads um so i'm in the process of uh forming that but uh and then i swapped his a uh, little spear tip thing with like a tiny razor dagger. Okay. From um, the Rust Stalker range. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, again, just because like I wanted to differentiate enough and try to make things the all the weapons and stuff look esoteric. So the shield is now bugging me because the shield's too like stock. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna clip that off. I'm I'm torn between um, modifying the kite shields from the Age of Sigmar guys mm-hmm. that I've got, um, and uh, maybe using like a Vansar energy shield because that looks like you know kind of looks like it's powered up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which might look okay. Uh, and then there's a couple of like terminator-esque type dudes from the age of sigmar box and so i have three of their shields which are like big and round and mm-hmm. they're kind of textured in the middle so they kind of almost look like waving energy so if, if i painted it with like some osl or something yeah yeah some fluorescent paint might look like it's kind of powered up uh but then i gotta modify that to remove the sigmar face in the middle and try to find like a lion face that's big enough mm-hmm. which becomes tough um or do something some kind of an alteration to it and then uh chris actually might have some leftover like old um empire shields that have like lion's heads on them and they're circular um so uh if if he's got those great i'm gonna just add like a couple more side dampeners to them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then maybe just add like some crazy tubes or something just again to pump up the asymmetry and then Mm -hmm. i replaced his head obviously with um uh, like a dark Eldar Reaver head, so that way it kind of matches the mm. Warlord Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I get that figured out, I can create the Seneschals or the High Kings banner mm-hmm. um, to kind of go around him. And so that's that's the only place that I'm using Lancers in that list because I want it to kind of be like his shield bearers, like mm-hmm. his honor guard. And then I'm putting like a lot of Castigators and stuff in it just because I, I like the Castigator. It's like my favorite. Yeah, um, it's a fantastic fantastic knight fantastic model yeah fantastic so, um i've got a lance of the mechanicum like the atrophos knights mm-hmm. um which is like again I, I chose that because of the esoteric weapons so i'm torn right now between actually using their bodies or just using their weapons and putting their weapons because i have a bunch of extra like knightly looking ones and just putting the esoteric weapons Mm-hmm. on like the kind of knightly looking ones so that way there's still kind of like you don't get some of the mechanicum looking influence but i bought knight morax like which are the little tiny baby knights yeah um and they're mechanicum looking but again i bought them for their esoteric weaponry yeah 
and they take like forever to get here um they took forever to get here from forge world so as much as i'd love to um also get like which is like i guess horribly irresponsible money what irresponsibly um horribly financially irresponsible <laughs> um just to take the weapons to put them on the more knightly looking ones i think they might be small enough that it might be okay because uh, it doesn't they don't really look like they have like cog type symbols on them okay um whereas like the knight atropos have um like you know how the the regular knights have kind of like that more knightly looking trim the yeah, Atropos yeah. has like a very mechanicum looking trim. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. It's 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 uh they're not the same. One is very more rounded, the other one's more rivets and 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 sharper edges and and whatnot. Yeah. Um the shoulder pads I guess have like a little bit of a cog look to them, but I could just shave them down. Um and then there's kind of like a cog on the shoulder pad, but I'll just put side dampeners sticking out of the shoulder pads. Problem solved. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and they're tiny. Like, this is, they're crazy how small they are. They're on little 25 mil bases. Yeah. And they're in like a lot of parts. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but they've got like some Volkite, Volkite guns, and uh, which I bought, I bought like a Volkite. Um, destructor as kind of my other weapon on my um for my warlord side titan yeah 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 uh again just because it's like kind of esoteric but um i also don't want that thing to be in close combat so i don't want to use the area power claw mm -hmm. i'm kind of trying to use it as like a fire platform to actually maybe close out a gap that i've got in running like an all-night house yeah 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 because, yeah, like, I could just load up on Lancers, but then I'll have no friends. Because uh, <laughs> I hear they're super good. Um, and, you know, like, uh, with the, the Castigator swords and stuff, I'm still going to want those to be in close combat. So I'll probably be able to have, like, a full Lance, because a full Lance is, like, four of the mm -hmm. Niatropos. And then I can run, like, a full Lance of Castigators. Okay, yeah, yeah. A full lance of the baby knights, and then my seneschal's like lancer lance. Mm. Um, now my seneschal is a castigator because that's the only time that you can like, if you do your high king, it's the only time that you can mix knight bodies in there. Okay. Um, like otherwise, your lance has to be entirely composed of identical knights. Oh, okay. Right, like same like a unit. Yeah, 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 yeah um you know like all your tactics. oh so it, you're not you're, you're not you're not talking about like all the knights in the whole army have to be the same just the knights no the no unit. just yeah yeah oh, okay okay. Lance, yeah. okay okay um yeah so like each lance has like you know somewhere between one and if it's the baby knights it can go up to six um if it's the regular beetle knights i think it that can go up to six okay and i think if you do that like battle cannons can get pretty good because if you're running an all-night house then you get like some kind of a bonus to your i think your weapon strength when you're shooting yeah i, I think it would be like concentrating fire kind of thing right yeah exactly so like i don't think you get to shoot as many shots like i think if you were to just like yeah shoot, like all the battle cannons it would be you know 
let's say they shoot twice, it'd yeah. be like 12 shots, or you can shoot like six shots, but it's get like plus six strength. Yeah, I get um, you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, hundred. I, yeah, I I think that's how it is. I, that's how I interpret it. I don't know. Um, we we're we're gonna have like a a couple of guys on to help us figure out what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of people me- message me and be like, hey, like I'll help you figure out what first you need to figure out what le- uh, legio you want, and then you go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I know Big John is willing to, and and Darren both, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are willing to come on and give us like crash courses and. and uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, in Titanicus. So, um, uh, and actually, speaking of uh, the Boys of the Golden Throne, actually have a Titanicus event in June, mm-hmm. which I think I think still has a couple of spots available. Um, I know they're they're November. Is it November? Uh, it's September. Actually, it might be September. I think is their fall event. Yeah. Um, that one was sold out, and I know they expanded a couple tickets, and so a couple people from the waitlist got on. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in Victoria, BC, Canada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a lovely town that I didn't get to go to oh, like two God. weeks ago. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah. First, like in-person national conference. Tears, and, and you I'm just go. like, uh, um, I'm not allowed to go. Hey, it was like it was like me when when I was supposed to go to Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, mean, I I feel your pain. Like my wife comes down, she's like the day before we leave, and she's like, I got I tested, I'm positive, and I was just like, no, Monica. <laughs> it was it was it sucked. It was it sucked because I didn't want to risk it. Yeah, no, and I mean, that was smart, right? I mean, if you got stuck down there... I mean, I never go. got it, but yeah, I wouldn't want to get stuck down there. That was the thing, right? Yeah, well, and who knows, like, you could have tested positive on the PCR test down there and You're just right. been asymptomatic, like... Yeah, well, I did do a PCR, uh, PCR test here. Like, I went for the... Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I did, and I never, never had uh, it. But that's beside the point. That's congratulations on being in the, like, 40% vaccine <laughs> prevented infection and... Yay! Um, it worked for me. I was not so lucky. Mm. <laughs> yeah, my wife was same thing. She wasn't so lucky, unfortunately. Um, not it could have been a lot worse. That's the big thing, right? But that's that's negative talk. That's right. Yeah, uh, we're at the end of this thing. It's burning its way to the finish line. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah right on. Okay. Well, why don't we get into new stuff then? <laughs> um, yeah. Fun new stuff. Fun new stuff. Uh, so we, we already kind of mentioned one of it. Um, so, I mean, we're, since Adepticon now, um, we're getting, we don't have Heresy Fridays back, but we have Heresy Thursdays mm-hmm, instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. So the first thing that we got was the all-new Plastic Legion Tactical Squad. So uh, that's, uh, as we know, all Mark Six mm-hmm. and I'll fire it to you in the chat just in case you don't have it open. I there you go. Yay! Um, yeah, so uh, these guys, they actually paint them up uh, pretty weathered, which is cool. Like, you don't see this kind of style of paint mm-hmm. uh, very often coming out of the Forge World studio, which is sweet. So, I mean, again, it kind of fits into that sort of grim, weathered, yeah, um, almost military realism 
um, scratches that the rust. community tends to lean towards. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously not everybody falls into that, but that's yeah. the beauty of you know painting these things and, and having an art source is mm-hmm. or an art Herb. style is uh, you can do it however you want. Right. Like um, like I know the comic book style is particularly popular in Edmonton. Mm. Um, for whatever reason, uh, it's just you know that's what folks around here like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of like the Kenny Boucher and the My Little Pony studio, yeah. Um, you know, bright, vibrant colors. Like you're in that camp. You enjoy that. Um, you know, I like the grittier. And now I'm moving more into like sort of light source and tenebrism. Yeah, yeah. Um, which doesn't always translate super well to a Space Marine, but I enjoy it. Uh, hey, so I do it. It's your thing. You that's the way you like it. Hmm. Um. So a couple things that I really like off of these guys. Uh, for one thing, the Vexilla is so much nicer. It actually looks like it has some momentum to it, and like it's not pulled taut. Yeah. Um. Most uh, the guns, some of them have straps now, which is nice. I enjoy yeah. that. A little breaking breaking up of the color scheme. A little browns, mm-hmm. leathers, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you actually get a Nuncio Vox in this kit. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Um, you get some more dynamic poses and some better firing poses as well. Uh, I mm. really like the ones, like the one that we originally saw, where he's kind of like stepping, like leg over leg. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the trigger discipline, mm-hmm. I already have plans for that. Like, <laughs> um, and then the body looks like it's sharp. It's like I'm looking at the sergeant. Like his his sword is nice um yep sword is nice uh plume it doesn't it looks um the the one in the mark four i never really liked using it because it just looked like it, it i don't know it just it didn't look right it looked it looked plastic no matter which way you did it mm-hmm. no matter how you painted it this doesn't look like plastic uh it's got some depth to it yeah yeah along the top there along yeah. the ridge along the yeah. ridge and even even like there's that spacing there's uh, between like you got the main where the the furls or the plume is actually going into it, and then you've got that little bit of gap, and then you've got the the accent or the uh, decorative piece, the decorative gold piece around it. It just mm-hmm. it, ha- it looks like it has more depth. Yep. No, I'd agree with that. Um, the other thing uh, that I'm sure everybody's noticed we haven't mentioned is the bayonets. Oh yeah. Like I, that's one. So that's something that's bugged me with the other models is i don't like the close combat weapons that they come with mm. um like i find sometimes if you're trying to make the pose a little more dynamic or if you're trying to turn them a little bit or whatever mm. then sometimes you end up in a way where like you can't fit the chainsword on or you can't fit you know that extra long combat blade from the mark four that yeah uh you know has divots in it so you have to clip it to the the power pack yeah and so you know, I'd, I'd end up with guys that don't have anything on them. And that's actually why I had bought a bunch of Umbra pattern bolters mm-hmm. not that long ago because they come they come with two chain bayonets and then the rest are like bladed bayonets. Yeah. These bladed bayonets are way nicer. They look way more brutal and they're oh, much yeah. larger. But, um, pardon me, uh, I, I got those because I was like, the bayonets are sweet close combat weapons. Yep. So now you have a, a nice and easy close combat weapon that'll fit on there mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, 
I like the one firing pose that I'm really liking. I'm looking at the one with the uh, the Vexilla, um, where he's got okay. it up and he's actually looks like he's he's firing down the sight. I think that's fantastic. He's got the uh, he's firing down the sight. Yeah, so it's the one. Oh yeah, the one behind the one with the Vexilla. Yeah, yeah, not the Vexilla, but the one yeah. the one behind him, and he's firing down the sight. That's fantastic. I mean, you got them in different poses, and that they they're more dynamic. They're not all just the generic standing there, firing. I'm not even uh, standing like in that weird half squat position. Yeah, brace fire, bracing to fire or whatever. Um, and that's not to shit on Mark Fours. I just literally built thirty of them, um, or Mark Threes. But uh, like they're Mark more. Threes were a little bit better. They were a little more like standing. Yeah. Upright. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the uh, the Mark Sixes, yeah, like there's the, the the squad has more character to it. I'd say that's yep. just me. I, yeah. I think it has more character. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. Um, I'm excited for these. Uh, and and I'm excited to like get my hands on one. And then, uh, you know, we had talked before about like how to easily upscale like a Mark Four and a Mark Three, and I want to do that and just put it next to it just to see how it looks yeah um i mean at the end of the day for me the sizing doesn't matter like i'm not gonna be um i'm not worried about that it doesn't matter to me my i have more no I'm, yeah i'm not i'm not really either i'm just i'm excited to start mixing like armor marks and squads yeah um yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll particularly do that anyway um well and i think the big thing like where where this size is coming from is the legs mm-hmm. so if it's the legs because these marks proportion these mark six legs are very similar to mark four legs so just put mark four chests and and helmets on mix and match fuck it oh whatever. yeah fucking there you go yeah actually fuck. i like that a lot fuck um, the legs are close enough to mark four why not just mix and match mm-hmm yeah, uh, I think what I might do, like, I mean, as much as I love beaky helmets, I might just swap them all for, like, the Mark Seven helmets. Oh, yeah. Just because they look so aggressive. The mar- With the the the, the, uh, the Vox right on the mouthpiece? Uh, just with, like, the open respirator. Like yeah. The ser- yeah, like the serum pattern helm. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've got pictures of it. It's basically a Mark Seven helmet. Um, and they've got pictures of it in, like, book one on you know, Mark two and on Mark six and on Mark mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Um, it, like I've got tons of them laying around, but it's just such like an iconic and very like aggressive looking yeah. face mask that, um, yeah, I don't know. I well, just, I mean, I, th- I think it's going to look so nice on these. Well, the, the, the Karn model has it. Yep. He's got, he's yep. got the, he's got that respirator grill helmet. Yeah, he mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously they were they were being made. They they existed. Um, the beak, I I like the beaky helmets, but I I feel like I'm going to be mixing in, like now that I've said the whole Mark Four, put the Mark Four uh, bodies on on it. Now I'm like, okay, that's probably what I'm going to do if I'm if if the size is something I'm worried about. I don't think I I will be, but like I like the Mark Six and and I'll incorporate the Mark Six, but I also like the Mark Four, like the Mark Three. Like them all, like, mm-hmm. like, and, and I think certain marks fit with certain armies 
better than others. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I just like mixing the marks. Like since I did it with the um the ashen, ashen claws, claws. Yeah. I just like mixing the armor marks quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um like not 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 necessarily the pieces, but just mixing the squads and like you get you get different height profiles within it. Like it's it's yeah. nice. Um and it just looks like a unit of individuals. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I mean this squad, this 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 uh space marine squad, this tactical squad, um, it looks like a unit of individuals already from the get go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're all yeah, wearing right. the same armor, but just that they have character to them in their in the way they're they're posed, um, you know, the way they're the way the way they're firing. Like you got the one guy kind of firing from the hip, pointing up. He's with the sergeant behind the sergeant. You've got the one kind of just advancing. The other one, you know, firing down the the um, the line. The uh, yeah, the barrel. The barrel or down the sights, I guess. Down, down the sight. Then you got the one who's got the you know crossover leg. Looks like he's walking with a purpose. You know they have character already. So and I'm really like I'm really jacked about that. Um, so you're not you don't have you know ten guy or nine guys in the sergeant. Sergeant being the only one that has you know any character in the squad. Um, all standing there in the same position. You know. Yep. Kind of in a half squat, bracing to fire. 100 percent um no i'm excited for these yeah so am i and uh you might need somebody to lead these gents maybe they come out with a conversion kit so you can make a nice little set of command squad or something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we've got a um a new plastic praetor in mark six artificer artificer armor Yes. Artificer armor? I don't know. I never know how to pronounce that. Artificer art. Yeah. Artificer. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Anyways, he comes with a Volkite charger, which uh, I love. Uh huh. Um, comes with a nice looking cape. Looks very regal. Uh, they painted him up in Imperial Fist colors, which makes sense because in the yeah. video we've been seeing Sons uh, of Horus versus and... Imperial Fist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his sword I really like. It reminds me of the Castigator sword. Yes. The Castigator yeah. blade. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of the sword. The sword I love the sword. Um I I absolutely love that that sword. That sword is yeah. fantastic. I love that he has like a second knife too. So he's got like the like the dueling knife, like the offhand fencing yeah, knife. Yeah, I the see stiletto. It, yeah. yeah. Um I mean I don't know how stiletto-ish it is because we don't really have like a good visual on it. Mm-hmm. Um cuz there's not like a a rotational thing, but um and then uh, he has his he's got so much conversion potential it's all I can see it's distracting me yeah um, like now, ob- obviously very little work if you want to do say blood angels um, or emperor's children because he's kind of got this like almost fleur de lis type yeah um, delivery on, on the knees oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah mm-hmm. and on his uh, shoulder pads actually mm-hmm. um, which would be like I mean shoulder pads are easy to swap knee pads might take a little shaving and whatever if you even felt so inclined mm-hmm. um you've got like the imperial eagle on his um belly plate guarding yeah. his things or his belt buckle mm-hmm. i'm not sure mm-hmm. what you would call this um when i look at this i think of space wolves uh yeah like, yeah shave that down throw a couple runes or 
Yeah. You know, any number of things on there would make it easy. Um, the skulls hanging from his belt be a great piece for just about anybody. You yeah. don't have to paint them bronzed. You could paint them. Now, now this color. this this model has, and, and we don't really like to talk about hate, but it has gotten a little bit of hate. Um, and I'm not like. I'm not on the hate train, but one thing I did see someone Photoshop, they took the, the head from the um, Sons of Horus Praetor and put it on this model and everything just came together on that model. Yeah. From the Terminator Praetor they released yeah. pictures of, right? Yeah. 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 They put that head on him mm-hmm. and it was just like everything, like it just, it, it all came together and it looked fantastic. Yeah, there um, you go. Simple head swap. Yeah, simple head swap. Bam, yep. you're done. Uh, but like for me, the model isn't a hundred percent up my up my alley. But there are so many things I want off of it or want to convert on it to make it like that sword. That sword for my dark mm-hmm. angels. Oh, oh for yeah, my dark angels. For my dark angels. Um, I love the Volkite and the Volkite arm. Fantastic. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people doing quick little photoshops and like switching out ooh, you switch out this and put an axe and all of a sudden it's a perfect space wolf or you do this or you do that and like just it really it really yeah you may not like that model the way it is but it has so much conversion potential to make it what you want and then the the head the bear head with the the the, the beard oh i want that for my dark angels too because i think it works very well as a knight in oh, the yeah. night theme, um, yeah. in, in, in I don't know if you're using a psyker or anything, but oh um, yeah, a librarian. Like I, I see this as a librarian's head, like just cut his plume off. Yeah, and now all of a sudden he's that down, and now he, all of a sudden he's got his uh, psychic hood. Yeah, exactly. Like I see, I see that perfectly for like a dark angels. Um, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent psyker. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's that's where he. That's yeah. That's that's like the number one thing that I see there. Make a yeah. herald, swap that sword out just for um, like a command squad ban- like a the banner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Because he's got the other sword on his hip, right? So just call it a power sword. Yeah. Um, done. Uh, yeah, he, he would make your, a fantastic herald. Charger. Yep. Um, he'd make a yeah. That would make a, a pretty good one. Um, yeah, lots you could do with this guy. He, uh, he has a lot of conversion potential. Tons mm-hmm. of conversion potential, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, swap his arms. Mm-hmm. Might have to green stuff a little bit of his cloak back on. Well, not necessarily, actually, because you could probably just use that shoulder pad. But swap his arms for like a set of the bolter arms and convert the bolter into like a sniper rifle or whatever. Oh, yeah. Vigilator. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep, 100%. I mean, I say sniper rifle, but... Like I, I know the vigilator can't take one, but I made a bolter to kind of look like a sniper rifle mm-hmm. um, on mine. So I I took the I took the stock from like a Cadian las gun, um, yeah. Which are like if you know anyone who has Cadians, it comes with like a spare las gun stock, yeah. Uh, or actually, the new um, Krieg kit has mm-hmm. um, weapons that just have a like a stock. Because uh, they're not, they don't have hands on them at all. Yeah. Um, and then I, I fit that, pretty me to the back of the bolter. And then I took a scout um, sniper rifle mm-hmm. and I cut the suppressor off of it. And then I just fit that to the end of the bolter. 
And then there's scopes a dime a dozen in kits. You can oh, yeah. Throw a scope of your choice. Or I actually used um, a third party one. Yeah. Uh, I think I got it from Anvil, but I don't really need, I don't really remember. I, it was Dan was putting an order in, and I ordered two types of scopes, like just the regular like small ACOG scope. Yeah. yeah. And then like a scope suite, like it had like you know, um like a like a night vision on it and then like a couple other scopes mm-hmm. and lenses like it looked like a big unit and it yeah. wraps around the side of the gun kind of um i don't know it kind of reminded me of like a yeah i don't know anyways um, okay. so i i put that one on like yeah so that's and then uh if you can find it they re-released like a whatever anniversary space marine and he he looks like one of the older like first second edition guys he has a power yeah. fist on it for his left hand and he's just kind of standing there and then his right hand is like outstretched like he's shooting it oh and yeah the yeah. bolter actually has a folding stock on it so i have that i haven't currently put it on anybody yet but it's got a hand like shooting it it's got um a folding bolter stock that's folded down and I fit one of the scout sniper rifle suppressors on the end of that, and mm-hmm. I put the ACOG scope on it. So just little conversions like that, and you got yourself like one killer. Because the the Vigilator comes with special issue ammunition, mm-hmm. so that's why it's like it's not actually a sniper rifle. Yeah. But he he has 24 inch, um, strength five AP2 shred bolt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The cracking bolt. It, it, yeah, I can never remember which one it's called, but. It's like Kraken Scorpius for Tempest. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and so it functions like a sniper rifle because he has the sniper rule. Mm-hmm. Like he has it himself. Um, yeah, it's so not, fun- not it basically, part of his gun. It's yeah. basically he turns a bolter into a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah, because he's a he's a crack shot, right? And then you know you've got a cloak for his camo cloak right there, and mm-hmm. he's ready to go. Like. Um, Swap his helmet for a Blood Angels helmet, and yeah, you the, got you got yourself a Blood Angels Vigilator. The like, there's so much potential in in him, um, for conversions. I mean, even just standalone, like you, like for the people just getting into the game, especially people coming from the uh, the the 40k side of things. Um, it, it it's it's like they can easily hop into this, and they have like they're gonna have a full army. A playable army right off the bat kind of thing which well, is and that's a good point it's a really good point that you make there actually um because i mean if you look at current 40k or current aos guys coming from that like the kind of really big sort of i don't know hero hammer i guess you call it yeah almost yeah. the world of warcraftian stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe those guys don't love painting, or maybe maybe they're coming because they just love this new edition, this new rule set that we mm-hmm. get. You know, um, like I've I've been seeing a lot of complaints lately about 40k and the bloat and you yeah. know some of the some of the changes and the balancing updates slates. And I mean, I can't keep up with it. I, I imagine it must be frustrating. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we'll get an influx of players, and those players may not care to the same degree that you know you or i do mm-hmm. um for what we want our tabletop story to tell um you know or they're buying in so like like the point that you made like it's easy i don't have to do anything i don't have to think about it yeah but 
at the end of the day, we also have like legion specific praetors. So if you don't like this guy for your emperor's children or for your imperial fists, okay. you got a real sexy Mark III one. Yeah, exactly. Forge world. And not um, only you got the, that one, you've got uh, Ran. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got Fafnir Ran as well. Fafnir easy, Ran. He's easy to convert. You got. The, he's super easy to convert. You got the Terminator one. Like, like there's mm-hmm. there's plenty. And, and the thing is, Forge World told us ages ago, every Legion will have its own Artificer armor and and uh, Terminator armor Praetor. They said that. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they're still going to follow through with that, seeing how we have a lot of them mm-hmm. already. Uh, like the White Scars, Night Lords, um, Blood Angels, Dark Angels, Ultramarines, yeah. Pyro Fists. Like, they've been coming out with them. Yeah. Like, like, so, like, if you don't like this guy, that's fine. Yeah. He'll be easy to get rid of. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. I'm, sh- in the bo- I, I'm assuming he comes in the box set. I mean, I'm assuming, too. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it is a bit of an assumption. But at the same time, like... If someone says, "Hey, I'm selling this guy to get, I, I want to get rid of him because you know I don't really want him. I'm gonna pick him up because I'm gonna use him for conversions." Yeah, and you'll use him for parts and stuff. Yeah, like, like I know, made, if I if I do Blood Angels, I'll hang on to this guy. I'll use him for something. Yeah. If if I don't, I'll probably just sell him, or I'll you know keep him for bits, or I'll take the sword and and the yeah. Volkite Charger arm and say, "Here's a body," you know, or I'll turn him into a dead body somewhere. <laughs> Um, excuse me. Yeah, lots, lots to do with him. Uh, I think, I think there's lots to do with him. Um, yeah. Uh, I think he's got tons of potential. He'll fit in nicely aesthetically with a Cataphractii squad too, just based on like the grills on the top of his Artificer Greaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're um, right. But I. Uh, it's always easier to remove piece, like remove filigree and stuff, than it is to put it on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I I like him. I like him better than the Terminator guy, who's uh, quite hulking. Um, uh, I do agree. I, I um, he's not my favorite, and I can't imagine I will be doing much with him. Yeah. But this guy mm, got plans all over the place. Mm-hmm. So many plans, yeah. all the plans. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see lots of them. I mean, it's there's there's always guys like even even in current Heresy where you know they don't want to convert. They don't like converting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, guys are gonna like it, and you don't have to, but that's fine. Like, you don't have to tell them that you don't like their praetor. Yeah, you can just challenge them to a duel and beat Kill. them with your paragon blade. Yeah, like, like, and the thing, and the thing is, like, like, like we were just saying, you can go get a legion specific praetor, mm-hmm. and or you yeah. can. There, there's Forge World has mult, like they have their uh, the combo pack where it's the cataphracte and the artificer. Um, just regular Praetors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like, forgot about those guys. Just um, just grab them. Yeah. Like, I, like, like, I, mean, I like making mine. So do I. Yeah, like I, uh, my, I mean, shit, how many stupid pieces was Narak Kearney? <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I've got Gareth Arendi, like he looks nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that guy's gone OOP, so I expect that we'll see like some Legion-specific raven guard soon yeah um, yeah and like but, i said they they forge world said everyone was going to be getting their own mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm assuming they're still going to be following through with that seems how they're putting such a emphasis on heresy this year yeah hopefully. i would assume so i'm I'm going to use uh for this next one that i'm thinking about actually that's why i'm waiting for this mark six set because mm-hmm. i'm 
I'm expecting, uh, I, I want to use the walking legs, like the leg over leg. Um, I want to use that for my, because it kind of looks like he's circling in a duel. That's the first thing I saw when I saw those legs. So I'll jazz the legs up, which I know is a pain in the ass, but you know, add it or just use decals, even just using decals goes so long in trying to make some artificer armor. I'll swap the, you know, the chest and the head and give them like a paragon blade. Um yeah, excited. I'm I'm really excited for this Mark 6 set. Yeah, same here. I think it's I think um, it's uh it's going to bring a lot of new guys into the mm-hmm. into the uh heresy and and I think we're all where we're getting the love that we've wanted for so long. So let's just focus on that. Let's just focus on the fact that we're getting new rules, the fact that we're getting more models, we're getting plastic models. Mm -hmm. Just be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we're going to, I mean, like you said, there's going to be a huge influx of people and I think there's going to be enough people now where there's going to be like something for everybody. Yep. Like if you, if you want to play this in more of a tournament competitive style, like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the GW guy told me that it is going to get ITC support. So if that's your thing, if that's your shtick, mm-hmm. great, go for it. These Praetors are probably perfect for you because um, you probably don't really care what he looks like. I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming. I don't. I don't have the head for that, so I could be way off base. And yeah. if I am, I apologize. Um, but like, if if you just need something quick and dirty, great. There's your guy. Will you, you know? lovingly craft another one for the future and if that's not your thing like it's not mine it's not uh not really yours anymore yeah great like get some new guys do a new legion up get some visual storytelling going narrative events aren't going anywhere i promise you that no um it's just yeah i think we'll have something for everybody and that's where i think these things are going to play yeah i do Um, i agree too yep um so i mean it's It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Everybody will get what they want. <laughs> Everyone wins. Yeah, and GW wins too because they're, they're gonna taking our money. money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right on. Uh, I think, oh, you know what? Actually, there is one more new thing for those of you who love to lovingly craft militia armies. Um, you know what I'm talking this. about? Nope. You missed that? I, apparently. Oh, my God. Um well, uh, give me a quick second here. Um, uh, apparently, I've missed something. Also, might have me spending a bunch of friggin' money on um, 40k. Tell you that. I'll just use it for 30k though. Um, here we go. Where's my chat box? There it is. Okay, let's see. Um, so they oh. made a little <laughs> yeah. So squats are back. Squats are back. Yes, I did. Um, uh, yeah, yay. Squats are back. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah these guys look rad. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, I'm going to buy a box of them just to paint up for sure. Uh, but they, they're probably like easily easy to convert to if you just chop them at the legs. Yeah. Chop them at the legs and, I don't know, throw whatever on there, and you can probably make, like, a tall, super cool guy. It, um, it, if there was ever, ever something that was going to get me playing 40K, it's this it's goddamn squads. Yeah. Um, well, Garage Hammer's calling your name, buddy. Like, oh, Just because they have all the, you know, that nonsense, you can just play it unbalanced with your friends. 
Oh yeah. Um, that's what we do. Like we're like, ah, I don't care. Like <laughs> if there's like this... updates, I'm not looking at it. I'm not worrying about it. Like Oh my uh, god. They're so cool. Like the squad thing is just it's fantastic. Yay and I GW swore for years. Years you'll never see squats. You'll never yeah. see squats. You'll yeah. never see squats. They said the same thing about you'll never see Primarchs. You'll never well, they, see Primarchs. Yeah. Well, they said it. They actually said it at Adepticon. Like, the guy was like, don't fucking ask me about squats. Um, <laughs> like, and maybe maybe he was secretly saying, please ask me about squats. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but so everyone was just, like, nice and didn't ask him about squats. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know a couple days later because that that would have been that would have been a week march later. 23rd yeah. and so just over a week later on april 1st they were like here's squats but they also like forgot it was april, april fools. fools so everybody thought it was just april fools so then they had a story um, this is an april they were Fool. like yeah like it it just got like super contentious and people were like Boy, I really hope this is real. And other people are like, "You idiots! It's just April Fools. Don't be stupid." And then other people are like, uh, "Why would they spend so much money on like a video for April Fools?" Uh, and then lo and behold, Squats it's not. Are... Yeah, so I'm excited to I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to see what their rules, what their machines look like. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna have like men of iron. Oh in yeah, their fighting force like that would be cool. But... Well, I mean, the men of iron—that's heresy. Yeah, but these guys aren't part of the Imperium. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so like they actually they're not, they they're gave not these at... guys way more background. So they're not like squat is like the Imperial term for them. Like, yeah, it's just a racial slur, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so they're actually called the Leagues of Votan, and the Leagues are like a series of worlds that like resisted the Imperium. Oh, okay. Um, and they like they they have like an uneasy relationship with them, but mm -hmm. um, they're not superstitious. Okay. Uh, they've survived like the age of strife. And now like, you know, another 10,000 years plus. Um, so basically we're getting a, not, not a new Imperial army. We're getting a new army. Yeah. You're getting a new human army. Um, human esque. Well, human dwarves. army. They're dwarves. Yeah. Space yeah, dwarves. I mean, more. Yeah, you know, they're ab humans. They've like evolved to like high density mining worlds. Yeah. Um, no, it's but just... I, I hope because it's leagues of Votan, I hope you actually see like a lot of diversity in it. Like maybe they're not all dwarves. Like maybe some of them are tall and oh, almost yeah, yeah. like a Tau type thing. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because the fire cast is like short and stocky, and they're kind of like the main line warriors, and then yeah. You know the earth. The um, earth cast is even like the earth cast are very dwarf like. Like mm -hmm. dwarf isn't you know, the mythological dwarf. Like they're yeah. small. They're super intelligent. They're in. They have a lot of ingenuity. Mm -hmm. They're strong. Fire cast is kind of like your human in the middle, and then you know like your air cast is like elves. Like they're tall and spindly. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And more of your politicians and your whatnot. No, that's right? the water cast. That's the water so cast. The, yeah, you're... yeah, the water cast. Air is cast more is... like more emissaries and. And the air cast is about flying. Yeah, yeah, and like the water cast is kind of like Gandalf the Grey or whatever. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Um, maybe that's the ethereals. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so I hope they kind of have like, you know, a little variety in the leagues. Like, yeah, yeah they've got, they've got some. Um, some regular squats because I don't have like another name to call them by. 
Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where these go. Yeah, um, same here. Uh, like I said, if, it's, if there was something that was going to get me into 40k, it'd be that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it looks it looks rad, and then like they look awesome. Yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll I'll probably buy whatever starter kit they come out in for sure. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Just to paint them up, if nothing else. But mm. right on. Well, uh, I think that's it for new stuff. Um, I don't think great. I I don't think IA has anything. No, I I, I don't I, think Titanicus does. Not that um, I know of. No. Yeah. Well, if we miss something, we miss something. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, there'll be it, new stuff next Thursday. Yeah, there'll be new new stuff next. Oh yeah, I can't wait for next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what wonder what they'll show next. I'm guessing Plastic Spartan. I'm guessing pla- the new Plastic Terminator or not Terminator Dreadnought. Hmm. Also a strong strong guess. Yeah. Or maybe they'll throw us for a loop and you know new yeah, plastics to care. Yeah, oh yeah, the like Sikorin variant. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one like that the we saw. Battle yeah. cannon on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we take a break and then okay. we'll uh, come back with you know some ideas on how to help self improve oh, on your painting good. if you care about that. If you don't, we'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Cool. Death Material Podcast. Uh, okay, back from our break here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some strategies that have worked for us in the past um, on how to improve uh, or, or on how we improved our painting skills. Yeah. Um, and maybe they'll help you and um, 
know, maybe we'll brainstorm some more along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I obviously, um, you know, we communicate and shout out lots of commission painters. If you don't like painting, uh, you can always commission one of them uh, yes. to do it for you. Um, if that's within your, your feasibility. Um, I know we've had, uh, oil spill painting on a couple times and, yep. and little legend uh, has been on a couple times and locally here we've got um matt posey's studio uh, mm-hmm. i'm drawing a blank on his studio name fifth something fifth fifth um... uh it, um well we'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes um we've got my little ponies pony is spelled p-w-n-y like pwn those noobs yeah pwn those noobs <laughs> yeah um and then uh I think there's another one locally in town too. Um, I don't uh, I, know. I know, I know Randolph has done commissions in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if he does it under a studio name or if he just does them. Um, but I know he's, he's done uh, some Gene Steeler cults for a friend so, of mine. So Matt Posey's is seven, seven forge studios. studios yeah as soon as you said seven i knew it seven yeah, yeah. forge studios yeah i knew it started with a number i just couldn't remember which one sorry about that matt <laughs> yeah sorry man um yeah but uh he's he's done uh excellent work mm-hmm. uh the first year i went to lvo he came in fifth for top painted out of thousand people mm-hmm. so um, he's a phenomenal painter yeah, and and he and uh, a friend of his won doubles uh, overall, and it was largely on their painting score. So I've heard that the way that the 40k doubles at LVO have been run um, is kind of like a team score. So mm-hmm. uh, like your painting, your hobby, um, how you perform, and your sportsmanship all kind of work into like a matrix score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, That's so pretty cool. Like, yeah, so you may win all your games, but if you're like a complete d-bag about it and like your models are just like dipped um, yeah you you won't win um or if you come say with some like crazy power alliance mm-hmm. that like would wouldn't make any sense for them to be together like i don't know like tyranids and tau or something mm, tyranids um, and necrons they really yeah. don't get along no <laughs> um, no uh i think i remember reading like a tyranid versus like a demon incursion one time um which was kind of funny. Like they just ignored the demons at first. And then when the demons attacked them, they just kind of, they just reacted like a beast. Yeah. 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 Like a wounded animal. Um, and then just started like evolving, like anti-warp shit, like Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, or I'm making that up. I don't know, (laughs) but it sounds familiar. Oh no, it it has happened. There's some artwork going, there's some artwork of, uh, I believe it's a bloodthirster and a carnifix. And the bloodthirster has got like its whip around the carnifix's neck. And, like yeah, like they they've they've encountered each other for sure. Um, hmm. Let me see if I can. Find oh yeah, it. I found that. Yeah, if yeah. you just search like Tyranids versus Daemon, mm-hmm. it's like the first thing that shows up. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I guess. Uh, I feel like Nurgle would really be that's those things Achilles heel. Hmm. Here's an illness, idiot. Get wrecked. Anyways, that's way off track. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is way off track. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously that's one way to go if you don't enjoy painting, um, but you still want painted models on the table. Uh, I'd recommend any of those any of those studios. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. we'd be happy to give you a quote. Um, and they're and all phenomenal. Then, mm-hmm, yeah, every one of them is good. Um, they all, but they all have different styles. Well, that's the other thing too, right? I mean, if you are going to commission a painter, then 
mm-hmm. you're going to want to pick one that fits your style. It's like getting a tattoo artist, right? Like you're going to pick the pick the tattoo artist that fits your your motif the best. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, when I got my my leg tattoo, um, I spent quite a bit of time picking my tattoo artist because he fit what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Recommend recommend that for if you are going with a commission painter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look through their portfolio. Every one of them has an Instagram, so yeah, um, <clears throat> that's kind of like the major marketing tool for a visual service, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, obviously there's been YouTube videos. There's YouTube videos galore. Um, I wouldn't know where to start sifting through or searching through or how you'd decide. Um, <sighs> But uh, if, if you're an observational learner, mm-hmm. that might be one way to go. Um, I know a number of uh, painting teachers are starting to release some limited uh, amount of, of content out on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time, that's how Kenny Boucher used to put his out. Um, yeah, he ha- he, I've, I've watched some of his on, uh, on YouTube. Um... So yeah, he de- he definitely does do it. Um, and then he went on, he moved on to Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Legends, um, Miles, he has some up on on his his Facebook page as well. Yep. Um, they don't go into it in, in as in depth, but you know they give you the basics. There's, yep, there's tons of them out there. Yeah, hundred percent. And then of course um, he's got his Patreon as well. Yeah, uh, he's which got. We always, yeah, we always have a link to in the show notes. Uh, yeah, and uh, I know I know a number of guys subscribe to that locally, uh, including us. Yeah. Um, and again, like if you're an observational learner or if you're trying to do it on a budget, he does have like lower tiers, which include videos and um, and uh, PDF tutorials as well. Um, but uh, outside of that, maybe you don't have the financial capacity to do that. Maybe it's not in your budget. Maybe you just don't see value in it. Um, so you wonder to yourself, you know, I've been painting for a while. How do I get better? Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we start with, uh, you know, kind of some of the, the self techniques that you've used, um, to tweak or change or evolve your style. Um, and then, and then we can kind of talk about, uh, you know, what I think really put the giddy up in my step. Okay. Uh, okay. When I moved over to, when I, um, kind of went rogue with Katie's next, we'll call it. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, so, um, my, I've been I've been in the hobby 20 23 years something like that some ridiculous amount of time um, I again I got started painting um, World War two miniatures my father got me into that so I had a basis an idea of how to paint and weather and whatnot um, but it wasn't what I I particularly liked so being that it wasn't my forte I I kind of just I got lazy uh, when I was in my teens, when I started painting my 40K models. Um, I was hand brush painting them. Uh, eventually I moved up to rattle cans and I remember I had this Crimson Fist Army. I took it to my first grand tournament down in Calgary and it was rattle can blue. And then I washed, I had like the old school washes that GW had way back in like the late nineties. Oh, the inks, the inks. Yeah. The inks, not the, not the wash, the inks. And then I just did that over top of them, did their hand, you know, the red for their, their fist. And then bolt guns were all dry brush, bolt gun metal. And the bases were just basic flock sand. And, and that's goblin green on the rim. 
No, I I never went Goblin Green on the rim. It was always black. I hated that. I hated it. Just it broke. Ugh, I hated that. It was always black on the on the uh, rim of the bottle. So what, even what about now, snakebite leather. Yes, that's snakebite leather on the rim. I did do snakebite leather. You're right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. Um. So uh, then I did a Blood Angels Army, and I still did it Rattle Can. At this point in time, I'm living on my own, um, so I don't didn't really have the money to just go and spend on a air compressor and an air gu- or um, a airbrush. So I did rattle cans for a number of years, but I was still improving my brush painting techniques, and a lot of it was at that point in time dry brushing. So I got really good at dry brushing, and I could blend in a dry brush fairly well. Uh, I finally got my first airbrush and, and, uh, I I got like a combo thing off of Amazon. This would have been 2014, 2015 and it did fine. Like I was able to spray models and I was, the thing about, the thing about painting with an airbrush is the models are going to be absolutely flat. Whatever color you spray on. It's going to be flat. If you spray the whole model, completely cover it, it's going to be one flat color, no depth at all. So this was a problem. So I, I mean, I painted. So why, let me ask you, why was it a problem? There was no depth. Like the model didn't, the model didn't stand out. Like, so I, for instance, um, one of my first armies besides my dark angels, which again are rattle can, were rattle can black there. Now a multi-part black technique. Um, but I had a Salamander's army, and this was right when uh, betray- uh, Betrayal of Kalth came out, mm-hmm. and me and Alex Flack got into it uh, hard because we were like, this is a perfect way to get started. I already had my Dark Angels, but we were like, he was going to start his Iron Warriors, I was going to start my Salamanders. Um, and so I, I, spray paint, or I sprayed these Salamanders with an airbrush, and... You know, did some black, did some detail. There was just no depth. They just had no, there was no shadows. I did some highlighting, again, with a dry brush. I'm not a big fan of edge highlighting, mainly because it's too tedious and Mm -hmm. time-consuming. So I still do um, a dry brush highlight, but I'm worlds better than I was 10 years ago kind of thing. Um, and again, it's only to hit the very edges and some like metals. I still do. I do edge highlighting for metals. So yeah, so I had these dark, I had these salamanders and they looked fantastic, but had no detail. You couldn't see anything on them. You just saw green and black and some, you know, whatever color I painted the bolt guns. I think they're black and silver. There was again, no depth to them. Um, then I moved on to a blood angels army and, the red again. I used an air gun, our airbrush, and still no depth. And I couldn't figure out like at this point in time, I really wasn't really wasn't clicking in my head what was missing in my army and why they were looking so flat. Like they, I mean, I thought I was doing everything right, but I was missing a key point and that was uh, shading. So then we we me and you decided we were going to do the. Uh, Return to Istvan, our own thing, way back, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, we didn't have such a catchy name to it, but yeah, we just we were just it was just me and you, and we were getting away from the competitiveness in our area, 
and we just wanted to play something and have fun. Yeah. And so you did, you were doing Emperor's Children. I did my a Sons of Horus. Um, and I picked up a bunch of Forge paints from Forge World, the Chthonian green and then the Sons of Horus green or whatever the two colors are called. Mm-hmm. Um, Lupical green and Sons of Horus green. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah. I ordered them and I sprayed everything with an airbrush. And at this point in time, I was running with a Badger. Badger Extreme. I have like four or five airbrushes now. Um, and I was I was running with a Badger Extreme. And again, I at this point in time, I started doing like a transition. So I did a base layer of black. That so I d- how, how, did, how did you come into that transition? Like how, how did you look at that and go, all right, you know, now that you've realized there's no depth, mm-hmm. you know, how, how did you sort of lead yourself to that conclusion and, and subsequently out of it? Okay. So at, at this point in time, I hadn't fully gotten out of the lack of depth in the, in the model just yet, but I was noticing, like I had been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I had been to a couple painting classes with, um, uh, my little pony, um, and at this point in time, you know, I was happy with the way they were looking, but they still had, I want to say depth, but like you just, there was no, the recessed areas weren't showing as much. They weren't as pronounced. And so I, I started doing this transition because I've, I'd seen it on a couple, I saw it on like a night Lords uh, model. And I, at this point in time, I was watching painting tutorials on YouTube and I hadn't, I wasn't following miles yet. Um, I was watching a ton of painting tutorials and airbrush tutorials and whatnot. And uh, I just started working using the techniques that I liked, using the ones that I thought suited my paint style, suited the way I painted. So then I started with this transition from almost black at the ground level, like on a tank. So the tank would be almost black at the ground level, moving to the darker, I believe it's oh, Sons of Horus green. I do the whole model Sons of Horus green all the way up with the black being... I don't know, a third or, you know, about an inch and a half or half an inch from the bottom. And then, so I do the rest of the model, this dark or this, uh, Sons of Horus green. And then I come back with the loop Cal green, which is several shades lighter and green. And then I do it about halfway up the model. So now I had this depth, like I, you could see that there was a, it was almost a Zenith highlight where the light wasn't hitting towards the ground. It was much darker than it was on top. And the models look good, but they still lacked detail on the recessed areas. Move to my Death Guard. And at this point in time, I had been introduced to something called Tamiya Panel Wash. And they have three colors of this Tamiya Panel Wash. Black, gray, and brown. And when I saw the brown, I was like, this is perfect for Death Guard. And it's a real simple technique. It's similar to an oil wash. You paint your model with no... De- with no um, washing or anything like that you just paint your model you give it a gloss coat heavy gloss coat and you give it let it dry completely and then you take this panel wash and you just touch with a paintbrush touch the areas that are like the the hard lines the recesses like on shoulder pads you touch the where where the uh, trim is around the shoulder pad you touch that and it leaves this because it's gloss coated it leaves this nice flow uh, and it flows along the edge. It never, it doesn't, it doesn't like, it doesn't do what the, the washes from GW do. And that's 
watermark the model, especially on big flat areas. You're mm-hmm. not painting this on. You're just literally touching it. And this gave my Death Guard the depth that I was finally looking for. And so now I've taken all these techniques I've learned from watching YouTube videos, from watching Miles, because at this point in time, I am a Patreon follower of Miles. Um, I'm still doing my transitioning um, from, you know, a dark color up to a lighter color um, on tanks, Marines. I'm basically, if it's underneath like an arm that's facing the ground, it's basically going to be black unless it's a bright color like red. And even then it's going to be a dark crimson red, like it's dark, 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 you know, just slightly, you know, redder than black kind of thing. Um, Just to give the... All my Zenith highlights come from above. And that was just something I, it's just the way I, I like painting. Um, I, and I know it's not the same as the way you paint because you do very grim dark. I am more of the bright colors. I think it's maybe because of, you know, the, the addition that was introduced to the game when that was third edition, um, where everything was bright and flamboyant. And I mean, like the old Ultramarines were literally bright blue. You know, yellow, bright yellow trim. The eagles were bright yellow. The gun casings were bright red. Um, and that's what I was introduced. And that's kind of what stuck with me in my painting style. So so all my Sons of Horus have been done in this using a green wash on top of my um, on top of my Zenith highlight of green on the models. And it gave it depth, but it also muted the green and didn't give the green the brightness that I was looking for mm-hmm. dry brushing kind of helped, but it didn't really do anything. And, and, and at this point in time, I was happy with them. Like I was extremely happy with them because I did, you know, basically 6,000 points in this manner. Um, and, but then I, I, I painted my, a death guard army in that point in time, I got a started working on a world leaders army. I'd done a thousand suns army in this point in time and gotten really good with reds and you know, candy apple red with that. And so all of a sudden my painting had gotten a lot better. And then I learned about panel washing and that gave the depth that I was looking for in the recesses, a contrast, a deeper contrast. That's the word I'm looking for a deeper contrast from the rest of the model. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, I like the way my, my, my sons of horse looked, but that's not how I paint anymore. And I don't want my new stuff to stand out so drastically because it's a world of difference. Like there is, they're not the same color green anymore. They're more vibrant. They're not as grim dark like you do. I am planning on doing some uh, weathering to them and whatnot, but just over time, like, you know, I paint something and then I'd move on to a new army and I have to learn a new technique to paint that army. And because I learned that new technique, now the old army was like, oh, I could do so much better. And then I, I'd paint a few models in the new technique. I'm like, oh, this is so much better. And it was just this gradual progression forward that I'd paint a new army or I'd have to learn how to paint a new army and or I'd get it. I'd, I'd watch a couple of videos and learn a new technique, practice said technique. And then go, okay, well, how do I incorporate this on this, this, and this, and this? And then I'd be like, I'd start trying things. So that's why I have like, I don't know, a bazillion models half painted in different color schemes because I practiced. Like I, 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 if I wasn't sure 
I didn't want to go and throw this down on a model that I, you know, was planning for to use for an army. So, you know, I have a bunch of old scout models and some Primaris models that I, I practice on. And, and I try these different techniques. Like I have a, a bunch of Primaris models in this purple people eater from Turbo Dork down in my basement because I was practicing for a, a Emperor's Children army. Um, it's just been over time, it's been mostly focusing on 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 every time I do a new army or I learn a new technique and I, I I master that technique well now everything from before doesn't look as good so then I'll, I I want to update it and sometimes I just sell the army I sold my you know I've sold every I've sold my thousand sons I sold my salamanders sold my blood angels um sold my death guard um but my sons of horse were so meaningful to me and so important to me. I didn't want to sell them. So instead I gave the older models to my son and he's going to start learning how to play with them. But I've now started rebuilding. None of the tanks are going anywhere. Um, but like all the Marines are getting replaced. I've replaced them with a bunch of Mark four Marines and stuff like that. Um, I just, it's just been over time for me and I've been, I've been painting longer than you have, but you focused m- your technique and skill because you've spent more time with miles and that's been fantastic for you. Cause you were already a fantastic painter to begin with. And then with my working with miles one-on-one has just taken your painting to a whole new level. I've learned more on uh, not so much self-taught, but like I learned through watching and then trial and error, a lot of trial and error on my part. Um, yeah, I think so that, that goes for that's everyone. That's an important part. I think, um, to tackle as well is that uh, you have to kind of know what kind of a learner you are mm-hmm. uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know, seek to improve your own painting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you can do it on your own, but some kind of a lesson from somebody somewhere at some point. Well, you should te- always pick something up. But oh yeah, hundred percent. You're gonna um, learn a new if, technique. Yeah. Um. If you're if you're a uh, visual learner, then you know, watching a video, you might be able to incorporate that, turn that over right away. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of painters are probably like that, um, to some degree, but there's, there's a background function that they're thinking about in their head when they're doing it, I think. Yeah. Um, cause there's, there's something that I think that's, and I mean, this is purely opinion, but, um, when you're thinking about something, you do have to concentrate on learning from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's not terribly different actually from like learning to cook. No. Um, like you can, you can learn to cook from a recipe and then, you know, you know the recipe and you can regurgitate the recipe every time. Yeah. But if you don't understand the concept, if you don't understand or help yourself learn the underlying reasoning or the underlying yeah. concepts, you know, like, Oh, oregano is really good for this. Right? Yeah. Or like, I want to make it spicy. So I have, the options of chipotle chilies or chili powder or yeah. cayenne pepper or yeah. Thai chilies or whatever, you know, and, and to some degree, maybe it's just an intuition and, and intuitiveness, but I think there is a, a degree of learning that comes into that. But if you identify how you learn, mm-hmm. then you can help yourself along. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, like, like I've watched probably, hundred no, not hundreds of hours but like a hundred hours of, of painting tutorials I, and i watch multiple so like if i'm if i want when i was learning how to do my sons of horus 
And even when I when I was learning to like when I was wanting to redo them, I watched a bunch of Sons of Horrors painting tutorials, not because I don't know how to paint them, but because maybe there's a new technique or maybe there's like there's a guy I follow on Instagram. I believe Medi's Miniatures was it Medi's Miniatures? Metter's Miniatures. Metter's Miniatures. Yeah. Fantastic painter. He was it wasn't no, it wasn't him. It was someone else. Someone else started. They just started their own YouTube channel. Um, they are a uh, painting studio. I will find it and make sure we put it in the show notes. But he just started a YouTube YouTube channel. And the first model he painted was the Sons of Horus. Now, does he paint the same way I do? No. Did I like the way he painted his Sons of Horus? Yes. Did I take techniques that I, I learned from watching his video? Yeah, 100%. I added a third color green to my Sons of Horus now just because of his, his video. And and I, am, I, I started using it in the similar way that he was. Not exactly, because I mean, I have my own painting technique, but it was definitely a, it was a great starting off point. I watched him. I understood the concept of why he did it, understood how I could incorporate into my models. And then that was my jumping off point. Is it exactly the way he does it? No. Is it a base concept of his? Yes. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. And, um, and, and I mean, it, it worked for you, right? Uh, yeah. And for whatever reason you learn that style. So I'm, I'm a little bit differently. If I just watch videos like that, I have to really concentrate and really think about mm-hmm. how to integrate it. Um, or else I turn off and I just go, okay, um, these, this is the recipe and I just put it in. Um, so actually when I cook, I usually don't look up recipes. I usually just make it up. Cause if I do, then I'll just, like I'll turn it into a crutch on myself. Yeah. Yeah. I see um, yeah. And uh, not out of some form of laziness, but I think just out of a form of convenience Yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to think about it because this guy already thought about it. So it's like a work smart, not hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, instead of a work creatively, not hard. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's where I had kind of um, stalled. I think, on, on my own development, you know, I'd every once in a while, I'd have this one miniature where it would just come out and it would look great. Yeah. Um, and it would look really good. And then I would just, you know, fall back into, uh, again, a habit of convenience or a recipe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I, I'm a little more of an engaged learner. Like I, I have to be engaged. Yeah. Uh, I'll give an example. I was taking French in university and, um, the French uh, professor, very, very good, very talented, and you know, God love her. She tried to, she tried to adjust specifically for me, but I think it was just too late. Yeah. Um, and you know, we didn't progress fast enough, so I became disengaged. So when we would do, you know, conversation at the front of the, the start of class or whatever she would by the when she noticed she would start asking me like much more advanced questions but i became in this instance i became lazy mm-hmm. um and i just responded in english and so now that's become like such a fucking hiccup cuz i'm trying to get much better at my french so that i can interact with my french colleagues better and more comfortably mm-hmm. for them and uh whatever but now I'm at a point where I almost like can't even speak it. Um, like mm-hmm. I just lock up. Like there's just a disjoint in my 
brain almost because of it. And so I kind of felt the same instance, I think, coming into my painting where it was like, oh, I'm going to become so lazy. Like, I know these things. Uh, and then it doesn't matter who tells me or how to like or somebody shows me a video or a PDF. I'll just kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think that's why I, I probably won't ever like redo my Raven Guard. Um, okay. Just because it'll never happen. So my Raven Guard will just always look like a Motley crew. I think. <laughs> um, like I'll never go back and do like redo my Storm Eagle. Like oh, it's just it's that color forever now. Okay. okay. Um, because it's just not going to happen, or I'm going to fall into convenience or whatever. Right. Um, plus, it's like so much black. But <laughs> uh, in in discussing in talking about that in, in dark grays and blacks in particular. Um, you know, I, I painted up my ashen claws and to your point, I was having the same sort of thing. So I was ending up with flatness, um, largely because I was trying to paint quickly and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, for whatever reason, I got into this habit of, um, I would blend too much, I think, and not let the contrast shine through. Um, I would either blend too much or not push deep enough into the shadow. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted Katie's necks to look good. And I didn't really want to phone it in anymore. Um, so again, it, it came from a bit of self-identification and that comes from introspection. And I don't know how much people generally introspect on miniatures and what they're doing with them. But uh, obviously this is a big part of who I am these days. Yes. So um, maybe I just think about it more than others. I don't know. Uh, but I also spent like a ton of time alone in Waterloo, so maybe that also did it. Um, this is this is true. You were there by yourself for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, just between lockdowns and not knowing. Anyway, we don't have to get into it. But um, you know, we we started doing it, and I was well, I was looking at miniatures online, and and to your point, the same sort of realization. Like I am missing contrast. The contrast isn't there now. Uh, mm-hmm. Over the past year, I've been um, more engaged in my work and more engaged from a management and coaching perspective. And I actually read a book called Coaching for Performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it, I've, I've been just shouting this book from the rooftops and getting everyone to buy it. We're buying it for them. If they I, I, I have a copy sitting in front of me <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, And I noticed that this in particular, or this particular coaching skill set, was really functioning with uh, you know, my my colleagues, and my direct reports, and and I was you know I was starting to watch executives do it to other executives inside meetings, and mm-hmm. and it all functioned very well, and uh, and you know to to the biggest credit I think was instead of just continuing or fighting through the miniature just to get it done, just to get it there. Because uh, I didn't have a particular like deadline for Katie's next, and I think maybe that's the other key is I, you know, I've always used deadlines to motivate myself for painting, but then I always end up cutting corners because I have to get it done. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I don't learn anything as a result because it's just like okay, yeah, I I could probably do better, but I don't have time, right? And then it becomes an excuse. So remove remove the barriers to your own learning or your own growth, and that's actually right from coaching for performance. A coach yeah. should remove the barriers of the coachee. And so I thought about that and I thought about removing my own barriers. And then I kind of thought, well, maybe I should just roll this entire thing in into myself. And, 
and that came from again it was such a period of introspection on my part i was you know spending so much time just thinking or doing whatever mm-hmm. um that i actually started to do the same coaching exercises that i read about that i was watching and that i was trying to learn and trying to practice mm-hmm. um and uh um, I had also, uh, I had also taken like a Dale Carnegie course while I was there too. Um, which is, uh, how to win friends and influence people and, and Dale Carnegie's rules for a happy life or whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I didn't, I didn't read his other book, but there's parts of it in the course. Um, and you know, part of it is how to win arguments and how to coach and how to, you know, anyways, it ties in very nicely. Mm-hmm. So read, read some Dale Carnegie books too. If you're, if you like to read for personal development because um, you'll find a way to apply it. And so I started running myself through these coaching exercises, but I would take a break and step back Yeah. You know, and I'd go for a walk or I'd go do whatever. And cause if you move, gets blood vessels going, mm-hmm. yeah. um, gets the energy moving, gets everything functioning faster and better, I think. And mm-hmm. you know, got, get your tunes in. And, um, and, so I would walk myself through these coaching exercises almost like I'm having two people sit down and have a conversation in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's the easiest way to illustrate it. It wasn't actually like I had like one personality talking to the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I would start to ask myself those questions because at the end of the day now, I, I know what the barrier is, so I'm removing it. Um, and I know what I'm missing but I need myself to come to that conclusion because if you come to that conclusion, you come to the solution. Yes. Right. Um, and so again, that knowledge is already in there and I've been getting more into like, you know, fine art and stuff as well. And that's where it really kind of clicked again. Like what I'm missing is deep contrast. Mm -hmm. That's what I like when I look at, when I look at a video or when I look at, um, you know, a paint, pardon me, a painting or a piece of art or one of, you know, Metters miniatures or mm-hmm. uh, Legend or, you know, any of these guys, um, oil spill, like all of them, they have contrast. Yes. Um, and uh, so I, I came back to it and I said, okay, what's wrong with it? And the biggest thing that I found worked for me is pictures. Take a ton of pictures of your own model and, look at it later Mm. um like so if if you're like okay yeah i think this looks good and if you're a little bit on the fence take a couple pictures of it walk away come back look at the pictures again later consider it so i actually you know while it may have taken me say five or six hours to paint katie's next i I don't know Mm -hmm. um it was spread out uh and now you know i Again, this is a learning process, so I'm learning how to do it. Obviously, in the future, I could do it faster. Yeah. Um, so if I wanted to expand that somewhat to an army, I could, but I wouldn't use quite the same techniques. Um, and so that's that's where you know I've had to change my headspace and my mentality mm-hmm. if I'm watching or getting a private tutorship or whatever, because I'll want to become efficient and convenient, which is, okay, just tell me what to do and I'll go do next, right? Yeah. Um, and so now I can learn the technique and I can question myself on the fundamental, right? So what is, why is this technique? 
Um, what is the purpose of it? What is the effect that I'm going for? And then if I don't get it, if it doesn't quite look right, I can step away from it. I can have some pictures. I can consider it. I can run myself through my little coaching thought process, mm-hmm. you know, ask myself the right questions so that I can remove the barriers and lead myself to the solution and I can come back and fix it. Right. So I, you know, I, I, I had done the first kind of airbrushing and texturing layers and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, this looks awesome. And I took pictures of it and I threw it in the group chat and I was like, this looks sweet. Right. And then I would go back and I'd look at it a couple more times and I'd go, something doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, as an example, I'd be like, okay, something doesn't quite fit. It doesn't quite look right. Well, why doesn't it look right? Mm-hmm. What is it that doesn't look right about it? Right. And it's like, well, it's still kind of purple. Yeah. Um, well, why is it purple? Why is it read purple? Right. Um, because readability is particularly important in black. And okay. So why does it read purple? Well, it reads purple for maybe because I don't have enough contrast in the shadow and midtone. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let's go drive a little bit more of that. It still kind of looks purple. Well, why does it look purple? Maybe it's because there's not enough contrast on the upper. Okay, so what what do we do then? Right. Well, we need to, and and this is where you can start pulling on the skills that you're learning through tutorship or through videos or through books or through PDFs or through, you know, um, Instagram tutorials or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I okay, well, I know that what I'm doing with glazes works for darkening. It probably works the same for creating highlights. So I created. glaze highlights and I put those into kind of the finest point and then you know kind of brought it into a center line perfect now I've got an even higher and now the purple kind of sits in between the midtone so now it in between the midtone and the highlight so now I take a couple pictures and I come back and I that looks way better right Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm losing some of the texture so what do I need to do well I need to reinvigorate it well how do I reinvigorate it well the chips and the textures come from light picking out the texture on the plate. Okay, so if light is picking it out, what do I need? I need highlights. So, okay, if you need highlights and you're creating texture, what do you do? Do you need a glaze or do you need something a little bit more? Well, Mm. that depends on where on the model you're putting it and to how much control you want over it. So if it's a little bit of texture texture, then maybe I want it glaze consistency and I want to stipple it on specifically with the brush. Yeah. Right? If it's a scratch, then I probably don't want it glaze consistency, and I want to, you know, reinvigorate the scratch and maybe even feather it a little bit along that straight line because you don't want to feather it out. Mm-hmm. But that kind of build it up towards the point as the scratch goes from the midtone up into that highlight glaze, right? You're going to want to gradually increase the intensity or the volume on that yeah. scratch. Right? But again, it's these questioning. That, that process that's working for me in particular is just asking myself the questions. Yeah. Right? You're asking, and, you're asking yourself the questions to help you get to the, why is it looking, why does it look purple? Why does it have a purple undertone when yeah. that's not? Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm, it, you're working that's, through that's the painting example, right? But yeah. what I'm doing is I'm removing the barrier, right? So, you know, if, if you think of it, like if you and I are walking along a road and you go, um, uh, I don't think I can walk down this road anymore. It doesn't seem quite right. And I say, well, why does it not seem quite right? And you go, well, because there's a barricade. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 
can you still walk on the other side of the barricade? Yeah, I can. I need to get to the other side of this road. Okay, so what can we do to get around it? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, well, um, maybe I can move the barricade. Or, mm. you know, maybe we can take this side road and it goes up, you know, up and, and around. Or maybe like there's a bridge, there's a creek down there on that side, but there's a, you know, there's not a bridge. Well, maybe I can use this log as a bridge, right? And you, like, I, there's other questions in there, right? So, yeah. Okay. Well, how 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 are you going to cross the stream then? Well, um, I'm going to need a bridge. Okay. Great. So, how how do we make a bridge? Well, um, I'm not an engineer, but I could use this log. Okay, great. So how do you how are you going to use the log as a bridge? Well, I need to pick the log up and then put it across, right? Maybe if I do that, maybe if I put it right here, it'll be sturdy enough and not roll, and I can walk across it. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Let's try that, right? And so perfect. Like you know, you've created. I'm spoiling the book, but basically you're using what he, Sir John Whitmore calls the grow model. Yeah, because that's what we're trying to do here. Um, or in any coaching scenario, whether it be self-coaching yourself on painting or coaching somebody else on painting or coaching, you know, your child even, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I, it's, it's a fundamental, like, thing in parenting. Like, you don't want to always give your child the answer. You want to lead them to the answer. And it's the same, same sort of thing in this case. But it's your inner child who's trying to paint and you're trying to lead that child how to be a better painter. Mm -hmm. Um and so, yeah, it's it's those questions, that technique, the grow model, and all these things that, um, you know, ironically, I used in my personal life or my professional life that I'm now pulling over to my personal life to my painting life. Yeah. So I was doing Katie's next with Miles. We were learning the textured black technique, the textured black armor technique. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were doing that, and then I knew he had a video on it, so I watched the video on it so that way I could understand the technique and where it was coming from. And then, you know, we were supposed to do the entire model through painting lessons, and I ended up going rogue, and I finished the black the black coloring mm -hmm. because of what we did. And then, uh, you know, I stained the recesses, I did the oil wash, and I did that with just pure, pure black. Um, but to create my depth, I used an opposing color, which was Incubi Darkness. So instead of, you know, normally I, I put purple in the shadows and I come up to a green. Yeah. Or a green blue. But since I wanted Katie's next to look different, I did the opposite, which is why he has purples in his um, highlight layer. Yeah. And there was a, there was a reason and thought process behind it. Yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've been over it on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go into it again. But, yeah. um, you know, and then, then I went, okay, you know, what do I need to do for metals? Well, I like to do this. This is what I normally do, but how, what can I do to improve its readability? Well, what did we just do with the black armor? Well, we increased the contrast. Okay, great. So what do we need to do? We need to increase the contrast. Okay, perfect. Where do we want to increase the contrast? In the shadows, mm -hmm. right? Um, where do the shadows hit? Well, check your pictures that you took a whole bunch of, right? Because they'll show that. And then, great. Okay, you know what? Perfect. It's still kind of missing something. What does it need? You know what? It could probably use a little bit of verdigris glazed in here, here. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's try that. Does it look right? No. Okay, well, why doesn't it look right? It doesn't look right because it's kind of in the wrong spot. Okay, so where where is the right spot? What can we do to fix that? 
Yeah. Right? And then you just go and you go and you go. And a, another example, and the last one that I'll give, is, is on his guns. So I haven't really played with OSL that much, mm-hmm. nor have I played with fluorescent paint all that much. Um, you know, I, I had done OSL kind of on jump packs for my Raven Guard, and I had done one with the magenta paint. Yeah. Not the fluorescent magenta paint, just magenta paint on Gareth Arendi. And it was something I never really felt that I was that good at. Um, but I, I looked up uh, on Instagram other pictures that I knew and used fluorescent paint and where it had been. And, and I think um, I think it's El Ministria or something. Okay. Um, on on instagram the guy's he's got a lot of followers he's a spanish gentleman um and his picture is of like tesla with like glowing eyes um oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah and so i like i noticed he does tons of osl and uses fluorescent paint so i looked through some of his and i kind of went okay i think what he's doing is mm. x and you know how does light behave well it behaves like y and okay great right and then i go well i don't actually want it to be this bright thing because everything else about this model is so dark and so gritty mm-hmm. that I really want it to be more of an accent than a highlight or a pop or a feature, whatever. Uh, I think a feature is the best word for it. I don't, I didn't want it to be a feature, right? Normally yeah. when you're doing OSL, you're doing it as a point of focus. Yes. Um, and in this particular miniatures case, I pulled all of the highlighting up towards his face um, because I want that to be the focal point. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it looks sinister and he's looking down the barrel of his gun. So all of my pre shading was all done to pull direction to the face, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just like spraying it from the top. Um, so it's a little bit of like deliberate tenebrism that maybe doesn't fully behave like a light, but does somewhat. Right. Um, but it does it for artistic value mm-hmm. uh, and artistic purpose. And, and again, to pull your eye to the face. Um, and you could do that. Like if you, if you've got a model with a big chest piece, like, you know, elaborate whatever yeah. on his chest, maybe you want to pull the value, like pull all the value to that. Right. Um, and you can do that with your appreciating and, and with your, your highlighting and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything else. So I didn't want to break that um, by uh, creating this, explosive osl and it was the same sort of conversation but i didn't just jump right into it this time i went okay i want to do this but what don't i what don't we want to do mm-hmm. uh, I, we don't want to explode it blah, blah, blah. okay so what could we do instead to still tie some of this in play with the effect maybe try something new and add a really nice accent well and actually for whatever, I don't know why, but I thought of a furnace and particularly like the scene in the rock when they sneak into Alcatraz under the furnace. Okay. Yeah. Like everything's really dark, but you can see kind of this infernal glow on the inside of the furnace. Right. And it's kind of red towards the exterior vents and it's yellow coming from underneath. And, um, and I went, okay, so maybe because his guns are special and they're not quite plasma guns and they're not quite architect pistols, they're kind of mm. their own little thing and they have these coils on them. What if I did like an internal source lighting? Mm. So like instead of an, you know, objective source lighting or an object source lighting, it's like an, it's like the object still is creating light, but it's not the coil itself. The coil is containing yeah, yeah, what yeah. is so generating you're, you're, you're the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
I went, okay, great. Like, let's do that. Well, what do we need? Okay, well, we're going to need some oranges and we're going to need to build up to a yellow, which is where it's going to be the hottest. So where is the thing in the gun? Do I want it to be in the middle or do I want it to be on the ends? Well, it's not a very big space. So if I do it in the middle, it's probably going to be hard to create some contrast. So let's do it on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Right. So I built it up all the way down to the bottom and it was the same sort of thing. But actually, I ended up using uh, Chris as kind of my sounding board for my coaching technique because I was so close. And this is the last thing I was doing on the model. And I, I really wanted to finish them. It was kind of late at night and I was so close I could taste it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was talking through with him. Right. And so he would suggest his thing. And it wasn't really what I was thinking but I didn't know what I was thinking yet. So again, I would, I would ask questions of him that I needed to ask myself. And then when he gave me the response, I could then assess it and yeah. decide where to go. And again, it led me back to the exact same issue I had with the purple and the readability. What is it missing here? And it's missing contrast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I went, okay, I don't have a lot of room, but I need to make some strong contrast. So what do I need? Right. Well, if I shift to the right of my color wheel from red, because I'm creating more contrast, I'm creating depth, I'm going to need something like a blue in there, right? Um, instead of just black or purple or whatever, like because yeah. I'm going deep on it. So I mixed up navy blue with a little bit of black in it, but I made it a glaze consistency and I turned the model upside down and I glazed very carefully from the top of the... Uh, you know, from the midtone mm -hmm. down into the the absolute shadow and just a bit so that it modulated. And then I waited for it to dry and I went, okay, is this enough? No, it's not. So again, I, I but just in the deepest parts and I pushed it and pushed it. And then I was, uh, I was able to use that to kind of help soften it down yeah. in, in a couple other spots because painting into those little recesses was hard as hell. I did use gloss varnish, but um, I, I could only really use the gloss varnish on parts of it. Anyways, it's neither here nor there. The point is, um, coaching techniques in particular, taking your time I, is something that for me worked up and above. And so now I'm actually doing the same thing in converting my, um, Adeptus Titanicus models. Cause I'm trying to create something very specific, which is very challenging yeah. and it's going to be very easy to make it look friggin' stupid. Mm. Um, and so it's little bits at a time and I'm taking pictures of it and I go and, you know, I usually just send them to you and into the group chat anyway, Yeah. just to be like, Hey, here's my pictures. And I'm not looking for any validation. I'm just posting pictures in there. So that way, when I open the conversation back up to say something else or to see something else, mm. I get the trigger. I look at the picture again and I go, this is what it's missing. Right. Yeah. And I can kind of do that coaching thing. Not so broken down and segmented but i can look at it and go okay it's missing this this is what it needs this mm -hmm. area is too open this area is too general tech i need it to look more esoteric so i you know i chopped the end of the lancer bit off the lance tip um on the serastus lancer and mm -hmm. i started going through my adeptus mechanicus bits because i was like there's got to be something esoteric in here and i ended up going with like a transonic razor blade and I put that on there and now it's like, okay, well, what else does that need? You know what? I think it needs like a tube or like a purity seal. It needs something there to help tie the connection port together. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's not, the, it's not necessarily going to 
it's the same line of, of thinking and improvement, but if you need to improve yourself on a budget, coaching for performance is only like 20 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I'm not going to link it in the show notes, so you got to go look that up yourself. So anyway, that is uh, my, so my journey of self-discovery on painting improvements mm-hmm. and Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You know you better than I do. Um, we have you... we have we have we have gotten to the to two different. I guess what really what we're trying to say with this segment is more that um, there's different ways to get there, but it's all about learning and how you learn go about learning and knowing yourself on how to learn. What's what's the best way for you to learn? Because everyone learns differently. And that's a big thing that we need to take away from this is everyone learns differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone learns differently, but almost everyone responds to coaching. Yes. So, But if you're going to coach yourself, you need to understand how you learn first, I think. I agree. Um, so anyways, I think that's probably all the wisdom we have the right to distribute um <laughs> take it leave it i don't know hopefully you enjoyed it give it a swing get coaching for performance if you want or don't i don't know it's up to you uh it worked for me maybe it's working work for me you. i've got craig i find He's it very useful so yeah yeah cool uh right on okay well um why don't we call it there? Okay. Uh, we'll get to the wrap up and then I'm going to build another Bushido miniature. Um, Cause I'm jazzed. I'm excited. Our, our indie or indie gaming group night is fucking going to grow into like an indie gaming group day in Adepticon. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, which has been announced March 22nd to 24th, 2023. Um, oh, has it? I think that's right yeah they announced it today uh march 22nd to 26th sorry it, yep it'll start the wednesday evening and then there's going to be gaming thursday friday saturday and sunday which will be the last day and golden demon judging happens on sunday so i have just under a year to get some kind of an entry in so that people can tell me i don't paint very good <laughs> um, right on okay well uh make sure you follow uh craig on instagram at craig or the barbarian feel free to get a hold of him there as well um mm-hmm. make sure you check out the usual folks uh, who've sponsored um prizes for events uh in the past um so don't forget to check out little legend studio and his patreon um it is in the show notes um and uh don't forget to check out uh tortuga bay and versatile terrain uh, mm-hmm. as well um if you want some bases they haven't supplied us with uh any prizes but unreal bases is cool um we were in talks with them to get some support and then i think i just dropped the ball mm. um, i got busy and i already had tons of prizes uh yeah uh anyway. sure happens yep check out versatile terrain i'm gonna be ordering a bunch of name plates uh for my nights when i get them done oh nice um mm-hmm uh and actually i wonder if he's got some that'll fit the bushido bases they're a little bit different they're kind of like the i think war machine or malifaux or something has bases that are similar okay um they're like the rounded ones 
So they're not like the beveled, like the GW ones. They're like okay. the rounded ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I don't know. Check out Bushido GCT Studios. Um, that seems to be growing rapidly. Mm. Look out for a new spinoff podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, really? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, and uh, uh, make sure you check out uh, all the painting studios we mentioned as well. So Seven Forge Studios, uh, Oil Spill Painting. Um, uh, and is there anyone that we – oh, My Little Pony we mentioned. Yeah, Seven Forge. Uh, yeah, I mentioned him. Yeah. Okay. My Little – Pony. And again, that's pony spelled P W N Y. Um, and uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Um, you can do so on Facebook at facebook.com slash DAB podcast, on Instagram at the DAB podcast. Uh, as well, you can email us deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. I know there was a couple other listener lists in there. Um, just with the like, you know, the new edition on the horizon. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, folks. Like, we're going to phone it in but if you want um send us an email when the new edition drops and yeah. once we know what new units we've got and things like that there may be something that we can fit into your theme um so it's well, not that Sorry, we also don't we also don't know if the rules are going to be changing for the general rules and if the uh if the unit rules are going to change for specific armies like we yeah well i mean there could be new rights of war there could be you know so somebody might be like you know oh hey i really want to make like this white scar scout army um around whatever the white scar scout unit is or the thousand sun scout you know thing mm -hmm. and maybe they maybe they get like a new legion specific right of war that's just for their scout guys i, I don't know right um so anyways if you want us to do one um hang tight send one in once the new edition yeah. uh, drops We'll answer um, what we can and how we can, um, but I just I don't think I don't think there's any use in us telling you this is how I would theme the army with these units if it might change in like three months time. Yeah, two exactly. Months time. I, I don't know. Um, and then uh, yeah, next next episode is our um, anniversary. Uh, Shit, it is. So I don't know. What do you want to do for that? Well, I mean, I've been talking with uh, the guys at the Iterator Podcast, and they want to do something, so I could talk to them, see if they want to hop on. Yeah, yeah, we could do a little little spot with them. Um, we we talked about doing one of our mega episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could do that. We could Maybe do get... like a call in episode, but not so live. Like we'll just schedule times. Yeah, yeah. We got some lead time. It's only the nineteenth. So yeah. we're way ahead of schedule for the thirtieth. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, we could start scheduling like next. Start scheduling like call-in times like next week. Yeah, we could. Um, and that would give us three weeks of potential call-in times. Yeah, so we could do multiple. Yeah, that mm -hmm. works. That works. Okay. All right, let's do that. Um, <clears throat> you know, we'll book like an hour with the iterators guys, and then we'll book. You know, that's two guys, so they get a full hour, and then we'll book like thirty <laughs> with everybody else. If you come in two at a time, looking at you, pretty and busy, <laughs> you guys can have an hour as well. Um, and uh, I know actually, Big John was willing to come on and give us a uh, a one, you know, a one hundred and one on Titanicus as well. So maybe we'll fit 
fit yeah. that into that show too. Yeah, he could also uh, talk about the their upcoming events too, right? Oh shit, yeah, events. Holy crap. Um, yeah, good call. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, so, I forgot about events too. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so June, uh, June, they've got a Titanicus event, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have their September event as well. Um, the Legionis Astartes, led by uh, Anuj. Um, he's running an event here in May, I believe. I mean, not here, here, but like in yeah, yeah, like, you know, old blighty. Um, I don't know if that's offensive, so I'm not going to call it that. <laughs> um, but and he's going to run one like across the pond in Great Britain. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but mm-hmm. um, and uh, I know Music City Heresies had its date announced. Depticons had its date announced. Yeah, uh, we'll leave links in the show notes. Am I missing any? Am I missing any event? I don't know. If I am, I'm sorry. Email well, me. Yeah, email us and uh, let us know. We'll shout your event out. Yep. Yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, it's just so much going on right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much to be excited about. Um, yeah, right on. Okay, well, uh, on that note, we'll, we'll put a bow on this and keep those Geller fields up. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>